to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels, and I'm joined once again by my lovely wife, Jillian Winters. Hello. Um, so I guess uh, this week uh, we're going to continue the theme of Black History Month. So um, I think this week Jill has a topic for this week's episode for Black History Month? Yeah, so this week is going to be a little bit of a mix of Black History Month and Mardi Gras because it's Mardi Gras weekend when this podcast will release. Also, this one's going to be a short one because we're just, we're both feeling tired and not at 100%. So apologies in advance for this being short. But I was thinking about, you know, I like to listen to a lot of like Stuff You Missed in History, Pat, class podcasts and just general knowledge and trivia podcasts um so I was having trouble kind of thinking about what in black history I would want to touch on because to me there's just I don't know there's just a lot that I think is interesting but then it's also like well if I've heard it then probably a lot of other people have so I didn't think it was I don't know I was just having trouble narrowing it down then I mentioned Mardi Gras, doing a Mardi Gras episode, and Jesse had never heard of the Mardi Gras Indians, really, or, like, didn't know that they were black. What What was it you said when I mentioned Um, I guess I thought maybe they were actually natives. Okay, so I thought that would be a fun mm-hmm. one just for us to touch base on, combine Mardi Gras, combine black history. So, um, for those of you who are not familiar with Mardi Gras Indians, um, highly suggest you Google image them. Um, the costumes that they put together are phenomenal. Um, it's costumes that are based on traditional Native American costumes and regalia. So, um, but super, super colorful. I think everything's hand beaded by, um, family members or by themselves. Um, and I think think if I remember right they do a different costume every year so it can be um just really really intense so definitely recommend checking them out I think there should be plenty of images all over the internet they also um some Mardi Gras Indian tribes also perform um musically at different places like at Jazz Fest there's always some Mardi Gras Indians um when I was at Tulane, we had like a Mardi Gras celebration and they, some Mardi Gras Indians came and performed like they're just kind of all over New Orleans. So, um, not that they have to be musical, but I guess some of them are. So anyways, um, the history is, is that, um, so Mardi Gras obviously are, um, there's for those of you who aren't familiar with how it works, there's crews, and those are the people that ride in the parade. So K R E W E is a crew, um, and typically you have to be white. <laughs> Maybe not now, but it uh, definitely back in the day, and even now, still you have to be pretty wealthy and or well-connected. I say you still have to be wealthy or at least well-off because you have to buy your own throws, which gets really expensive. You have to pay dues. Um, And then well-connected because a lot of the big ones, you just have to know someone to get in. You can't just go on and sign up to be part of the crew. Um, So it's Mardi Gras is 
pretty based in some classist separation. Um, and born out of that, I guess, in New Orleans, a lot of the black community didn't feel like uh, they could necessarily participate well in Mardi Gras back in the day, back when what it was. So they formed their own crews. Um, and in honor of the part that Native Americans played in helping slaves escape in Louisiana, they decided to um, name their, their crews, their groups after tribes and take on some of the Native American um, characteristics. Like I said, their outfits look, look a lot like it. So I'm kind of speaking from memory here, too, from watching different programs about this. So apologies if I get any of it wrong. But back in the in uh, during slavery times, there were a lot of Native Americans that took in African slaves um, who escaped into the swamps um, because sorry if you can hear Ryford yelling, too. Um, so there were there was a fair amount of African and Native American mingling um and the cultures kind of combining in louisiana especially in louisiana because surviving in the swamps without knowing anything about it i can't imagine that would be easy um <clears throat> so anyways the mardi gras indians it started out as actually a um kind of a violent tradition so um because these different tribes were kind of different groups um and i guess back in the day in mardi gras everyone used to actually mask up which is kind of fun i wish we kind of did that so i mean i still wear a costume and you know do my makeup and stuff do fun stuff but anyways um so it would be a, a good time for people to go out and settle scores is how mardi gras new orleans is putting wait hold on what's the website yeah mardi gras MardiGrasNewOrleans.com puts it um, is settling scores. So it would be a violent time where tribes would go out into the streets and clash. Um, and it has evolved since then. Um, you know, realizing that there's fighting, infighting is not going to do anything in the city. Um, a bunch of Mardi Gras Indian tribes came together and decided to make it less of a violent day and more of um, a ceremonial day. So the tribes now, instead of actually fighting on the street, now they do dance fighting, <laughs> which is sounds ridiculous. But um, basically, it's kind of the pomp and regalia of um, showmanship of seeing who wins that way in terms of who's the better dancer, who's the more... Uh, the bigger showman who has the the better outfit, etc. So it's transformed into that and has become more of a community building aspect rather than something that's actually violent and divides the community apart. Busts it down. Yeah, I guess they we I learned that phrase the other day. <laughs> we were listening to a big Frida song and I was like, "What's bus it mean?" Yeah, because you're never mind. Yep, it, it means bust a move. Yeah, if it, like d dance, someone tells you to dance, so you dance. If you've never spoken, never mind. Okay. Um, so me. anyways, um, and it's actually one of the things that, as someone who's not born in New Orleans, 
and really loves Mardi Gras and being around other people not born in New Orleans who also love Mardi Gras. One of the big draws is trying to get to see the Mardi Gras Indians. So they always do something on St. Joseph's Day, uh, which is, is that Epiphany? That's the same thing, right? No clue. Okay. The January 7th. I think that's, yeah, I think it's all the same thing. It's the start of Mardi Gras season. So there's always something then. Then um, there's the parades that the different Mardi Gras Indian tribes do are never publicly announced. Um, Like, they're basically the complete opposite of the traditional Mardi Gras cruise and parades where there's a schedule, everyone lines up. It's more you have to know where it's going to be from word of mouth. And it's randomly, well, not randomly, but it's chosen by the chief of each of the Mardi Gras Indian tribes um, where they're going to meet, what time. Um, so there are some traditional locations where they usually go, but it's not always the same time, not always the same day. Um, the few exceptions are there's always uh, St. Joseph's Day and there's always Mardi Gras Day. Um, there are some times in between that that are kind of a little fuzzy up in the air that you kind of have to get the know. We ch- I've tried to see them several times. Never been able to actually find them. Or things were canceled because of weather, et cetera, a few times. Um, so it's still on my bucket list one day. I think the St. Joseph's Day one. Am I I'm saying that right? That's one of the more ones that's easier to see because I think it's a little more set. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's so just um, just a fun little tidbit about... Mardi Gras and um, Black History and Mardi Gras because you know Mardi Gras is real. It's real white, you know. Yeah. It's not. Um, well, obviously, going to celebrate Mardi Gras is inclusive. Like Mardi Gras in New Orleans, you don't. Once you get there, you don't need money. You don't need. You just like you just show up on the street and you do you. Like right. it's great. Um, but actually. Being in a crew or like participating in a lot of Mardi Gras things is pretty mm. not inclusive. Right. Specifically um, when it comes to money. So just thought that was cool to shed a little light on some of that, what's that history. The, what's the parade on Fat Tuesday? There is Zulu, which is the traditionally um, traditionally black parade. Okay. It's not just black people, but traditionally it is that's the one where they throw the coconuts that's the one where they throw the coconuts it has a different route so that it goes through more traditionally black areas Mm. it's the only parade that runs along the i forget the name of the route that it does but it's the only one that runs along that specific route it goes like down dauphine and all that i don't remember like the ninth ward i don't know Okay. I know it starts It starts on a different cross street of St. Charles, and it starts further down St. Charles. It doesn't start in, like, uptown. Okay. Um, and then there's Rex, which is the final finale Mardi Gras parade. Well, um, I thought Tux, too, was... That's a different day. Yeah, that's not um, actual... This is on... This is Tuesday morning. No, okay. And then... After Zulu and Rex, there's truck parades, which are, like, just fun afterthought things. They're not official or whatever, but they usually give out, like, really good throws. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of this, like, I still have this, like, if you follow my Instagram, you might have seen it. I have, like, a little hat with, like, a Mardi Gras colors and fleur-de-lis on it. Like, I got that, like, 12 years ago to 
<laughs> at a, mm-hmm. a truck parade. Like, they give out some cool stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's that. I, obviously, that was a super <clears throat> not very educated rundown of the history apologies for being kind of all over the place definitely do some googling check it out i'm pretty sure there's been some like pbs documentaries or something i know i've watched some documentary about it somewhere Mm. so um def give it a a look it's i mean just the artwork of the the beading and the costumes in general is just beautiful um and seeing something that that a culture kind of took in honor of another culture um and made it their own and then kept making it better and different um you know evolving from something that could have potentially been deadly to a celebration i think is is awesome yeah and it's you know good to take something historical and keep remembering it if it was a positive thing yeah, I to me it when especially growing up in the Midwest, thinking about black history and thinking about Native American history, they seem like they are completely separate. Um, at least, you know, what I learned growing up, like Native Americans always seemed like, oh, always western, always on the you know, in Montana out there, you know, on the reservations, like their history by the time you know, white people got here with slavery, like they were already so pushed away. Um, and then slavery just being in the South, you don't really think about, at least I was never taught to think about how those two interconnect and the fact that those cultures did overlap with, I mean, to be harsh with the same oppressor, the same, same Europeans coming in, trying to ruin their lives. Colonizers. Yep. Um, taking their land and then bringing, ripping people away from their land, both in Africa and here. Um, thinking about those those cultures kind of banding together to help each other, I think is it's cool to see that there's still some, um, yeah, remnants of remembrance of that. Yep. That would that <clears throat> ended being sorry. I didn't mean for that to be such a downer of an ending. Mardi Gras awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roots probably not awesome. Probably super problematic if you dig too deep. But like I said, Mardi Gras in New Orleans. It's if you like to dance and just be outside and be around a bunch of weird people. It's great because you just show up and just have fun. Like. It's one of the few things where you don't have to... Like Mardi Gras in St. Louis feels like all you do is spend money. Oh, really? I mean, we've had to buy tickets to all the stuff we go to. You don't just like show up and have... Whatever. We'll see. We're going to Mardi Gras in St. Louis, the actual parade. Yeah. Saturday. I'll report back. But so far, I've been unimpressed at how exclusive it is in the sense that like oh cool there's a cajun cook-off that we could go to like mill around whatever no you have to buy like a 60 dollar ticket just to get in i mean granted it comes with food but like what if i didn't want food what if i just wanted to go 
bop around and check things out and maybe then buy some food from there and decide, you know, no, you can't even get in the door. That's not Mardi Gras. No. I'm sorry. I missed. I, I'm bitter because I had to turn around and I was not able to ride in Artemis. Oh, yeah. So I missed Mardi Gras weekend. Not the actual Mardi Gras weekend. I missed my plan weekend of Mardi Gras activities in Baton Rouge. So Uh, story for another day. Bitter Betty over here. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> yep. And, uh, well, I have a quick history lesson or to memorize or to keep someone reveled. So, uh, uh, I'm, folks, I, I mean, I think I mentioned it before, I'm a big F1 fan, Formula One. And if you didn't know, the most successful Formula One driver is black. Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the first drivers to have over 100 wins. Yay! So, and he's from Great Britain. So, um, and he came from, you know, poverty, too. So, you know, usually it's exclusive rich person's, you know, sport or... Yeah, it's expensive yeah, to it's get expensive. those little yeah, go-karts so, to train in. So, um... Plus, he's big on uh, trying to get STEM into inner city schools, like science, technology, engineering, and math programs. Into when you say inner city schools, do you mean in Britain? Do they is inner city like a thing there? I, I assume that's what he. I've heard him say that on a podcast. He's got this thing called the Hamilton Foundation. I don't know if it. Includes other countries, so I don't know. I'm just wondering, because, you know, when you say inner city here. I mean, he lived here. Yeah. I, I'm just, I know he's, oh, he did? Yeah, he lived in New York for, I mean, he had a, a residence here. I don't know if he, okay. I don't know how much time he spent here. Oh, yeah, I saw it on, like, Celebrity Zillow. Yeah, he's big on, which like, is a really fun Instagram fashion, follow. which is pretty big in New York, so. Yeah. He's pretty affiliated with Tommy Hilfiger, so. Oh, is that a good thing? I don't know. But he's, it's his thing, I don't know. I feel like there was something not great about Tommy Hilfiger. I literally can't keep up with who's not great and who's okay anymore. Yeah, you need a list. Um, Well, anyways, um, that was my short little history thing. Um, Formula One season starts in a couple weeks, so I'm excited. And the Netflix series is about to come out for last year's season. I want to... See what they capture on uh, the drama from last season. So, I think Jesse can quote the other seasons that are already on Netflix. I think he can quote them from heart. Sure. He just repeats them in his sleep. I just, if I ever am t- like can't sleep, I just listen to Jesse. It's like watching the Netflix show. All right. Well, anyways, um, the show misses a lot of stuff that happens in the season as well so but anyways um i hope you all enjoyed this episode nevertheless it's not a our typical 30 minute podcast but at least we gave you an episode this week 
and I hope you all enjoy it nevertheless and um thanks for all who've listened and um hope everyone learned something yeah I hope you enjoy enjoy your week um you could find the podcast on Spotify uh Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts uh most platforms um I finally figured out how to push the artwork to Apple Podcasts so everyone can see that now and uh thanks for listening and bye bye